over there. They're not your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball. Smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby! We're going to be here all day, baby! I like this kind of party! I like this kind of party, baby! This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Ludicrous speed! Go! Time for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. <laughs> it's hour number three here on this Wednesday. Dan continuing his impromptu early November Christmas music theme here on the program. Little Brenda Lee there. Coming up, David Till, the Hall of Famer, about half an hour. We're rolling with Hall of Famers, leading it off. The Hall of Famer, the voice of Virginia Tech football. It's time for Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning from South Bend, William. How are you? Good morning. How are things in the uh, plains in the midst of the sycamores in South Bend? <laughs> Chilly this morning. Sub 40 yeah. degrees, so not not ideal. <laughs> Sounds about right. That'll be South Bend till about the 1st of March. You know that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, a lot going on, my friend, as always. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Tech now, losers of six in a row. Well, now what over the final three games? Duke, Liberty, two on the road, and then UVA at home. Yeah, it's really challenging. And what's sad for the guys on this team who worked so hard is that they are so close to having a two-game winning streak going to Duke. They clearly should have won the game in Raleigh. They had a 21-3 lead late in the third with a defense that had been playing so well and a freshman quarterback that had really hadn't played a lot. And then last week they have a two-score lead at home in the fourth quarter, again against a freshman quarterback. And you think of the mistakes that had to happen for Georgia Tech to win that football game. The, the Hokies' fourth-quarter possessions were missed field goal and three turnovers. And... Two of the turnovers were in in Georgia Tech territories. So either one of those games, well, both of those games, clearly should have been wins, and so they should have this winning streak. And the, and the issue now is you're playing two really hot football teams back-to-back. Duke is a great rushing team. Their quarterback is their leading rusher. He's, he's, he's been the key to Duke's turnaround in Mike Elko's first year. 
they're playing with a lot of confidence. And what Duke has been able to do this year, the Tech hasn't, Rick, just closed out games. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been the big thing for Virginia Tech, whether it was Old Dominion in the fourth quarter, even back to week one to the last two weeks. Uh, Tech's had the lead in, in, in fourth quarters in these games. And it hasn't closed. So that's going to be important here down the stretch. I would like to see uh, some improvement in that regard. I know the coaches would, too. Is it encouraging to see them? I mean, obviously, Coach Price said how close they are, Bill. Clearly, the score results are showing that, losing back-to-back one-point games. That's encouraging. But is it is it just kind of overwhelmed by the fact, again, they keep finding ways to, you know, not come out on top on the scoreboard? You know, it's funny. I mentioned on the broadcast of Mike Burnup last week, I said, here in this game today, you can see exactly why the coaching staff and Coach Pry think this team is close. You can see the attitude and the effort and, at times, the execution to why the coaches would say, gosh, we're, we're really close and understand why they say it. And then you can see why they've lost six in a row. And, and both things can be true and are true at the same time. They'll make a really good play, and then they have bad snaps that lead to missed kicks. Well, bad snaps go back to week one. They'll have two or three good plays, and then they get down to the 20-yard line, and the center snap hits the receiver in the head going in motion. That can't happen. Right. <laughs> or, 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 I mean, it, it's almost comical. It, it's like hitting the moving target. Right, the the snap was just way too early, and, and it hits the, the motion man. He's not supposed to catch it; he's just supposed to go by. <laughs> right. And so that's that's the coordination that you go. Okay, you run some really nice plays to get down here, and then you do that, or you have another false start penalty. And on defense, that's the concern I got this week. You know, this is the Hokies played one top fifty rushing team this season, and that was Pitt. We know how how that went, and. Mm-hmm. And now you're now you're playing a team that's a better rushing team than Pitt, so the Hokies have to do a better job defensively. They gave up some big plays again against Georgia Tech. Uh, I think what concerns me is that they're losing. That they have the lead and they're losing to freshman quarterbacks that haven't have very little experience, right. if any, and, and that's a concern right. on the defensive side. Well, uh, switching from Tech to uh, the rest of college football before the break, college football playoff is out. Um, any surprises amongst Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan? Glad to see TCU rewarded. Can they stay in there, though? I guess they control their destiny. They do. Clearly the four that were released last night, that's not the way it's going to end up, right, because Ohio State yeah. plays Michigan. I guess they could right. unless they play some epic overtime game, right? And right, right. They just flip spots or stay the same. So I guess, but yeah, number one, Good for TCU. Uh, we mentioned last week, I thought they were getting a little name bias discrimination that if anybody else in the Big 12, particularly Oklahoma this year or Texas this year, had TCU's resume, they'd have been in the top four. So they're there. So that's the good news. But they got to play at Texas Saturday. And even though they've beaten them, I think it's five out of six or six out of seven, Texas did beat them last year. And you, you give a team a cause to play for, on its home field, we've all seen that at Lane, right? When, right, when, right. Yep, right. Just you know, Texas has had its uh, its pride hurt a little bit in that state, right? And and now here comes TCU into Austin on Saturday, so that's that's encouraging. If TCU can get by Texas Saturday, uh, they've got a great shot. They'd they'd probably 
I mean, yes, they control their own destiny, but Texas is a big, big one for them this week. And the ACC, I guess, uh, the worst uh, outlook of any of the Power Five conferences, right? I mean, just looking at it, I mean, Clemson fell all the way to number 10 after their loss. Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, I think Clemson's Clemson was getting the benefit of the doubt all year. And they barely, you know, everyone saw the Syracuse game and others, and they saw their offense, and then finally they just couldn't get it done at South Bend. And that's disappointing for the ACC. Yeah, Clemson has no mathematical shot. And, yeah, it hurts the the league. You're right. I mean, Oregon and the Pac-12 has got a chance. Every other league is still on the hunt here for the playoff. And, uh, And the crazy thing is, think about this. Even if the playoff was 12, like, yeah. I mean, we don't know how that's going to look. We assume <laughs> there's going to be automatic qualifiers for the playoff, right? Right. Um, but this is why this is why some people are insisting on automatic qualifiers, not just the 12 highest-ranked teams. And what if Clemson is the highest-ranked team? What if Clemson is number 10 but then loses to South Carolina as the ACC champ? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you could have an ACC champ that's not in the top 12. So that's why you have to you have to hope that when this whole thing gets done, there are automatic qualifiers for your league. If you're a West Virginia fan and you're about the Big Twelve, or if you're a Tech fan, the AQ is huge. Just like we have in men's basketball, you hope that the the conference champs have automatic qualifiers, and there's no little asterisk that says right, right. must be ranked in top twelve. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, we will see how it all plays out. It is Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We're live from South Bend, Indiana. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We still have the SMA update to get to. Bill's Baker team game of the week. Man, there's a lot of good ones that he can uh, select. Also, the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's coming up from the voice of Virginia Tech football. Bill Roth and the Roth Report as we roll along here on a Wednesday from chilly South Bend, Indiana. Stay with us. Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. We have been very blessed in 2022 and want to say thank you to everyone that trusted us with your real estate purchase or sale. As strong supporters of Virginia Tech Sports, we will be doing ticket giveaways for football, men's and women's basketball games. Be sure to listen to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. Tickets will be given during the Roth Report. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to go Hokies. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today, the official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom to the studio, 
to the stadium. It's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we welcome you back. It's the Roth Report here on BDST from South Bend, Indiana. What is the latest, William, with the Roth Report? And uh, with Well, we're SMA so delighted update. the continue, the continued experiential activities that so many of our SMA and our 3304 sports students continue to get. For example, Rick, I'm sure you've heard of Dan Steinbach, right? Yeah, I do know that guy. (laughs) Who is is a tech student, yet he is up very early today and uh, serving as your producer today back home. So, and he's done a great job on this show and other shows for for you guys, and, and that's an example of what we're doing. This is a busy time of year. We This week, for example, we've got several men's basketball games and women's basketball games. Our students are broadcasting them both. They'll uh, have three kids end up in Durham on Saturday for the football broadcast. This That's just the, the, the audio, the radio aspect of it, but they have to do pre- and post-game stand-ups and post-game coaches' interviews. There'll be two studio shows this week, plus a podcast that Dan launched a couple years ago. So, that's today's Wednesday. That's all between now and Saturday. So that's just an example of the the on air and the experiential activities that our students are doing this week. That has nothing to do with quizzes and uh, a couple of projects that are due. This is outside work. It's awesome. Well, I'm yeah. so impressed. Every time I hear you do the rundown, I get excited and wish I could just enroll. <laughs> Back I'm going to need to see your uh, high school transcript. <laughs> okay, all right. I get this to you. All right. <laughs> and if you could write a brief uh, ut prosum <laughs> essay as to how you would fit on campus, that would be helpful okay. for admissions right. as well. I'll get right on that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Amid the Notre Dame prep, I'll do that. All right. I always like this, too. Now, you got a lot to choose from, my friend. The Baker Team Game of the Week. By the way, we uh, love uh Louise and all the folks. My goodness gracious, they get better and better all the time. But what do you? Which way you're going here? First of all, uh, Louise, for those listening on the radio, may have just heard oh. her commercial there about yes. the Baker team. We're going to be giving away tickets to the Tech UVA game here in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Right. So hang on for that. For those of you on the podcast, you don't know what we're talking about. But Louise Baker of the Baker team, Long and Foster, and a great sponsor, longtime sponsor of this radio program. I was going to be giving away tickets. But our game of the week, yeah, I had a hard time with this. I, I actually looked at some NFL stuff. And um, by the way, see, starting next week, Virginia Tech's women's basketball team, uh, I'm giving a tip of the cap here to Katie Brooks. They're playing a major non conference game every week here in, mm-hmm. in the next month. So Tech's ranked 13th. They're going to have a really good team. Outside of the ACC, which is obviously a, a good conference for women's hoops, they're playing Kentucky, they're playing Missouri, they're playing Nebraska, and they're playing at Tennessee. That's a wow. strong, uh, yes, it is. incredibly strong non-conference quartet in the four weeks leading up to conference play. And so those will be our games of the week starting next week. You know, when you have a really good team, that's when you go out and try stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh, no question about it. Yes. And and they'll win. They're going to win majority of those games, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They're 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 a solid team. By solid, I mean top ten, maybe higher women's team nationally. All right, our Baker team game of the week, though. I'm going back to the TCU at Texas game. Okay. Uh, really excited to watch that game. I think it'll be terrific and a lot on the line for TCU. Yes, yes. 
That's a good call. By the way, someone asked me this week, they said, you know, if TCU can make the college football playoff, why can't Tech? You know, Tech has so many more advantages at TCU and, and and I think there's a little regional bias here from some people. I don't number one, I don't I don't know that any the person that said that had ever been to their stadium or, or to TCU yes. um, and seen what they've done. Uh, it's a pretty amazing. And I think the other thing is this, specifically this team, TCU. If you look at it, there are 16 NFL players from Fort Worth, Texas. Forget about Dallas, which is east, right? And mm-hmm. Dallas has over two dozen NFL players. Right. If you if you just look at Fort Worth, Texas, and it's a you know that's the what do you call it the what do they call it the, the Dallas Metroplex? Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Fort Worth's a pretty legit city on its own, but they don't you don't look at it. My point is, if you look at the hundreds of college football players from Fort Worth, Texas, and you throw in the hundreds of football players from Dallas and the suburbs, that's right. It's a tremendous, tremendous. Football that North Texas area, Rick, is incredible. It's right. It's right up there with South Florida. Mm-hmm. And, and if you look at Houston, is amazing itself. I'm not talking about Houston, which is you know closer to A and M. North Texas, where where TCU is, the high school stadiums, the high school football, the hundreds and hundreds of Power Five players and college players in general from within 45 minutes of TCU's campus is yeah, incredible. incredible. And it's incredible. This isn't breaking news, but a lot of schools that do not have that. Fort Worth and TCU, this isn't a, some rural outpost in the middle of the tumbleweeds of Texas. That's mm-hmm. Lubbock. Okay. All right. Yes, but, yes but it school, is. Yeah. Schools, schools in the Dallas area, and I'll even include Baylor in regard to that, the access to players is amazing. If Brent Pry could stack his roster with players from Blacksburg, Christiansburg, Radford, and Pulaski High School. I know that there's going to be 12 players in each of those high school programs each year. It'd be a different bird. But he doesn't have 60 recruits that can play in the ACC within 20 minutes of campus, whereas Sonny Dykes now does, and TCU has. I'm looking at their roster. I mean, they got guys from all over the country. Don't get me wrong. They've got players from all over Texas and different parts of the country. But when your recruiting base can be right there in your hometown, mm-hmm. that gives them an advantage. And, and, yes, Tech can make the playoff, but they can't use the TCU model is my It's point. true. Very true. Very true. All right. Um, oh, here we go. The NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. It's a secret. I love it. For today's countdown, it's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3 here on the Roth Report. What are we looking at? You know, Friday is uh, Veterans Day, and my dad was a veteran, and I think everyone has a That's veteran right. in his yeah. or her family. So, uh, happy Veterans Day a couple days early. Fair enough? Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. Always, always. And uh, I don't know Veteran Day... We say Happy Veterans Day. It's, it's you know, we've lost so many veterans in right. our country, but those that are right. those that are around in the great generation, um, a salute for sure. Um, so that's the serious part of our NRV Heart Clinic top three for today. Mm-hmm. Because Saturday, and I know 
for some of us, it is it is equally impactful, Rick. It's National French Dip Day. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, you can look it up. Dan's probably going to hop on his phone or the other computer there and Google National <laughs> French Dip Day, okay. November 12th. And so the top my, my top three French dips ever. Do you, are you a French dip guy? Oh, of course I am. Absolutely I am. Well, <laughs> This isn't cheesesteak sandwich day. This isn't no. This no. isn't prime rib sandwich day. This isn't steak sandwich day. This is French dip day. Mm-hmm. And so in, in honor of this holiday, uh, my top three French dips. Oh, Del Frisco's it. in New York. Del Frisco's checks in at number three. They, they have a chain. You can get to Del Frisco's <laughs> and other places, too, Del Frisco Grill. Um, number two, the Beach Bully in Virginia Beach. Underrated, unappreciated, but anyone from the 757 knows you can get that at the Beach Bully. And number one on my list for National French Dip Day is where the sandwich originated, and not anywhere near France, by the way, in Paris, in, in, in Los Angeles at, at Philippe's. That's where the French dip was originated, in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Places. Okay. Yeah. It had nothing to do with French. Okay. With France, yeah. All right. Well, that's great um, to know. I didn't but know what, any of that. Well, <laughs> See, that's what that's what this show is about. Right? <laughs> but the key to it, the key to it, Rick, is that well, there's a French baguette. That's how it is served, but it has to be toasted, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. if it's not, it doesn't have that crunchiness. Which, when you dip, you have to dip it in the au jus. Yes. It softens up that crunchiness, right? Mm, oh yes, yes. I had one okay. on the way up. Uh, Giordano's, we stopped in Chicago, and I got an Italian beef uh, dip. Uh, no, no. See, the Italian beef, that's not the French dip. That's I know. Else, that's a, I know. Yep. No, it, it, no. It was good, French though. French dip it is was good, though. Yeah. Oh, I know. But if you get <laughs> if you get it perfectly toasted, and some will Correct. put a little, like, a garlic yes. bread, Paint bread in bit. it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. <laughs> so happy French Dip Day! Uh, I know when I'm having on Saturday. On Saturday. <laughs> we'll be at Duke, <laughs> and and my sense is, my sense is they will not be providing us with French dip sandwiches at the de- at the Duke football game. Yeah, probably but, not. Probably but I will not. tell you one story before we go because this is this is one of the greats in the uh, in uh, I don't know 2000 and. 13, and we go there during even years, right? Yeah, so 2012 or 10 or 8, Burnup and I are in the radio booth at Duke, and the, the, the visitor's radio booth was adjacent to the visitor's athletics director box. And, and for one reason or another, Jim Weaver was not making the trip. So Jim was not there. There were meetings or something was happening, so Jim wasn't there, and we knew that. I said that because this all goes back to the French dip. The... The caterer from Duke University shows up with a cart, knocks on the door of the visiting radio booth, right. and on the cart is massive cocktail, right, and <laughs> brownies and, and assorted delicacies, and asks, is this the visiting athletic director's box? <laughs> what is the correct answer at that point? Yes. Right? Yes, yes it is. Yes. Yes it is. Yes it is. And we, we, we put the massive ice sculptor sculpture and the shrimp 
right in the back of the visiting radio booth. That's not the only wow. time we did it. But the, the answer to that question is clearly, yes, it is. And the gym it wasn't there. And there might have been an assistant athletics director that sat in the box that did not partake in some jumbo shrimp. But So we're, we're hoping for a similar, a similar uh, swipe, if Whit Babcock doesn't mind, on Saturday. <laughs> Hey, it goes back to Ghostbusters. Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes, right? Yes, yes, this is the athletic director's box. Yes. Just put yes, it, it is. So so <laughs> tell me, so you have you have your game over there tonight? Uh tomorrow night, actually. Tomorrow night. We're here today. We're gonna practice wow. over there today and uh, couple, travel. Couple days at the Joy Center. You know, I think that's good. Enjoy it and uh, go go see the leprechaun in the in the lobby over there if you've not been to South Bend and yeah, enjoy yeah, we, it. It's, it's a fun place to visit. Yeah, for Tech fans, place. you know, hang in there. This is tough. Look, West Virginia fans are hurting. Hokie fans are hurting. I got a buddy at Texas A and M. Texas A and M's lost five or six in a row, also, and and they were ranked in the preseason top ten and have right. you know all this nil money and they're spending <laughs> ten figures on their football coaching staff. So it, it's it's. It's not. It's it's a tough season for some people, and uh, the good news is, if you're a Hokie fan, you know we haven't had any of the issues that Texas A&M is having in terms of kids getting kicked off the team or suspended. Right. Right. Hokie should be on a two-game winning streak going into this thing, and hopefully they'll turn that around in Durham at noon on Saturday. There you go. Well, have a great call, my friend, in Durham. We appreciate you as always. Thanks, pal. All right, that's Bill Roth in the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We will come back. David Teal, the other Hall of Famer, joins us from the Richmond Times-Dispatch when we return BDST on the road here in South Bend, Indiana. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of vt.com over 125 years of head-to-head competition between the virginia cavaliers and virginia tech hokies is called the commonwealth clash the 2022 clash competition will end at the uva virginia tech football game saturday november the 26th in blacksburg the louise baker team of long and foster realtors is giving away two tickets for the game november the 23rd during the roth report on big dog sports talk Louise, Rhonda, and Marshall remind you to go Hokies. 